This episode of Horror Movie Talk is brought to you by Bag Christmas Get-Togethers. Fuck, I wish I'd just stayed home and slept in. Bag Christmas Get-Togethers, the literal worst. Also brought to you by Manscaped.com. If you enter HMT at checkout, when you go to Manscaped.com and put a bunch of stuff in your cart, you'll get 20% off your whole order and free shipping. So make sure your wife has something nice to unpack this Christmas with Manscaped.com. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hanson, who holds a PhD in spookology, and of course me, Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare no knows. Uh, if you guys would like to check out our website, horrormovietalk.com, that'll help us out a whole lot because you have access to all of our social media from there. By the way, if you want to join our Horror Movie Talk Facebook group, it's bumping with lots of nice people and we keep it all trimmed. There's no, there's not a bunch of fucking annoying ads and shit. And if there is, you report that shit because we kick those fuckers out of there. So make sure to follow the show because we post new episodes every single Wednesday. If you would like to call us and leave us a voicemail, you can do so by calling our voicemail line at 682-253-4468. We have a fucking spectacular spectacular show today or you know if as my mom would say david don't oversell it <laughs> um today we'll be talking did you get that clip you got to get that drop i guess i do don't i <laughs> she was david like, don't oversell it i was like oh sorry mom <laughs> the people want to know that the show's gonna it's so be great good. it's like we try to hype up the episode the beginning of the episode is like, like you really want to promise something you can't deliver <laughs> it's like david i know what you're like though <laughs> Okay. Thanks, Mom. And I love the description of the podcast. It's it's like, you're, it's a David show. It's a David show. You know David does it. <laughs> okay. My, I, want, I really want to get my dad on the show because you can't, you can't imagine the levels of apathy and like, just, just like, he wouldn't pay any attention to our conversation. He'd be like... Can we, are we done yet? Like, you'd just be asking that a lot. Uh -huh. Are we there yet? Anyway, uh, today we will be talking about Krampus from 2015. There's a remarkable amount of Krampus movies out there, by the way. If you're not familiar. Yeah, this opened the floodgate. Woo! Lots of them. Um, we'll start out by giving a brief review and score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. You know how 1 to 10 works. And... Um, after we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And later in this episode, Bryce, we'll be doing a new game. Oh, boy. Probably the only time we'll be doing this game, which is unfortunate because it's pretty good. 
It's called Christmas Wish List by Country Living. I'm intrigued. Uh -huh. Can't wait to play that game? Question mark? Okay. Okay. So, we, as I said, we watched Krampus because it's one of the biggest blockbuster releases in recent memory that is Christmas-themed. And you know what? For a PG-13 movie, it wraps us a nice little present. So without any further ado, let's get into the trailer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle bells. Merry Christmas! Looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here. This is delicious, honey. A little dry. Well, mine's delicious. Mine's dry. Do you want to trade? It's the it's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Okay. With those holiday greetings and How are we going to survive Christmas with 12 people stuck in a house with no heat and no electricity? Or food. There's plenty of leftovers, Howard. Beer it is. It's the weirdest thing. There's no cars, no people. How long can this keep up? We heard something on the roof. What the hell is this? St. Nicholas is not coming this year. Instead, a much darker ancient spirit. Those are hooves. Elk or a goat? What kind of goat walks on its hind legs? His name is Krampus. He and his helpers did not come to give, but to take. Everybody, hold on to each other. He is the shadow of Saint Nicholas. Man, Jack in the Boxes are like the original jump scare. <laughs> They're like the origin of jump scares. Dude. How has, how has a horror movie not been made about Jack in the Box? Are you sure there hasn't? I'm not sure. I guess this one would pretty much qualify. Yeah, kind of, right? Man, if, if there was ever a Jack in the Box themed horror movie, this one is it. Should be a spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> Call it uh, Jack. Oh, wait, no. Uh, Krampus is the story of Max, a young boy who still believes in Santa, and his family who are visited by some bummer relatives. As the relatives whittle on Max's last nerve, he loses the Christmas spirit, which is the straw that breaks this town's back in terms of being on Krampus's good side. Or maybe a better way to explain it is to say that Max's village loses their Krampus protection plan when he loses faith in Christmas. 
Krampus comes, bringing a slew of helpers and a devastating blizzard that seems to gut the entire town. And as Max and his family fight to survive, we learn the importance of family and keeping the spirit of Christmas alive. My review for Krampus goes a little something like this. Director Michael Doherty, who brought us holiday-themed cult classic Trick or Treat, has deigned to bestow this holiday-themed treat upon us for Christmas. Krampus is kind of like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, if it included the fictional anti-Santa myth, Krampus. It's based around a, quote, perfect family and their super trashy relatives who show up and turn everything wrong. If that isn't enough for you, there's also a jack-in-the-box that resembles a massive worm that's capable of eating people and a Krampus that looks like Satan and eats whole villages raw. While this is not the most impressive movie I've seen, it's damn solid and very full of Christmas feels. Mostly very full of Christmas feels. It's got lots of fun characters and enough creepy imagery and tension to keep you on your toes while sipping on some nog. I can remember watching this in theaters and being somewhat surprised at how well it held my attention back then, uh, but on a, this is a 2015 movie, by the way, but on a second viewing, I did lose interest around the three quarters mark. It does a decent job of not being too long and is a great movie to watch with kids who can handle really scary imagery because it's not terribly violent. Overall, if you are in need of a Christmas horror movie, I would say this and Gremlins are the best choices when you have to keep your family entertained. What do you think about Krampus, Bryce? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think it's really well made. Um, it's got I, a lot of budget. Yeah, it's got a lot of budget, real quality production value. Yeah. Um, in terms of, like, the character design um, and... The sound design is amazing. On right. It. Like that really brings it to another level. And it goes kind of for like the the horror comedy vibe, but much more heavily relying on the horror than the comedy. Yeah. The comedy is more like situational a little bit and it's not some of the stuff doesn't land or some of the stuff is a little too easy. Yeah. Um, but I think it works really well. And I think any like list of christmas horror movies this should be in like the top three yes this plants itself very squarely in a in a christmas horror movie the, right. like, this is the christmas horror movie right i mean even like gremlins like it's not kind of secondary it's not really an important fact that it's during christmas right um like even like better watch out it's not you could have it not during Christmas, and it would have been fine, too. Yeah, it would have worked uh, pr pretty well. But this one will not work unless it's like the right before Christmas. Right. And same with um, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Right. Which we, anytime we do any Christmas episode, we must mention Silent Night, Deadly Night. And Magnus, on our Facebook group, that fucker that said he did sweet, not like... That Swedish fish. That, well, I like Swedish fish, though. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but uh, uh, rotten Swedish fish. Yeah, like Swedish fish. If it if it was um the if it was strum what what's it called? If it was fish flavored instead of delicious flavored. Right. He came on our Facebook group and had the audacity, the nerve to say 
it wasn't a good movie. Because it was slow. too slow. How dare he say that about Silent Night, Deadly Night? He has been asking us to review Rats for at least half a year. And he made us review Bye Bye Man before that. Right. Which we did two episodes on. <laughs> what, an ungrateful, what an ungrateful Swede. What do you mean we did two episodes? You did your episode and I did mine. <gasps> That's right. I forgot about that. So he had us watch Rats, which is literally 70% of that conservatively was slow, slow walking. walking. Yeah. Good point. That's a good point. It's like not even reactions. Just like, I'm going to slowly walk towards this door. It's a damn shame. Magnus, you have a lot to you have a lot explaining to do, I'd say. I think we need to review Silent Night, Deadly Night again. I just agree. To- <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> um, yeah, so my score for Krampus is 6 out of 10. It's, um, it's... The second viewing thing hurts it a little bit. I probably... On first viewing, I probably would have said probably something about a 7. But, you know, it's a little bit better than average. And, you know, really, it's just a, a hardcore Christmas horror movie. Um, where do you land with it? I think it's a lot better than a six. Um, I mean, it's it's one of those where I could see a justification for giving it a ten. Whoa! Just yeah, because no, I guess yeah, just I can because see. it hits the mark almost exactly yeah. on the bullseye for what it was going for, right? Um, like with the horror elements, um, but for me. It doesn't land as well. Mm-hmm. And I can't say, see, this is the other thing why I'd give it a 10, because I can't say what I would change. Normally, I would say, like, this bothers me. There's nothing about this film that bothered me. Well, a 10 has to really be beyond wow you, I think. Right. Um, Very nice. I've got lots of, lots of mouse sounds. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't transcend anything. I'd, I'd say it's a debate with me between 7 and 8. Yeah, that's um, that's a fair score. I think I'd say I'd say eight. I think it deserves an eight just because it's it really is a high quality movie. I'm glad and you appreciated a lot, this. A lot of a lot of effort is put into it. Obviously, yeah, really good story. It's engaging, um, and the it's really enjoyable throughout. I mean, Aaron was watching it. I mean, she was watching The Crown. Top, top <laughs> tier talent. Her, top tier la- talent in this as oh, yeah. well. The cast is fantastic. Yeah. The cast is perfect. This has got Tony Collette. Right. Tony motherfucking Collette. And, uh, and you know, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron was watching The Crown on her laptop while I was watching this, but she would poke her head up and, and watch the screen without the sound because mm-hmm. I was listening on my headphones, and she would laugh out loud at some of the visuals because it's pretty... The elves and like the, the the little Christmas creatures are pretty hilarious. Yeah, the gingerbread men are great. Right. Yeah, it's and then and then but man, in terms of shockingly scary imagery, that fucking Jack in the Box is goddamn horrifying. Right. Um. Just the the visual of that monster almost puts it to an R for me. I'm like, I can't imagine a kid who wouldn't shit his bed for weeks after yeah. watching this. This is definitely like, it's a PG-13, like, you would you would hold off showing your kids until they're pretty close to 13. Right. Know? There are PG-13 movies that make it 
that are so tame, but they make it to PG-13 just because of language mm-hmm. or, uh, or you know, sexual sh- suggestivity or something like that. But mm-hmm. this one accomplishes PG-13 almost entirely on the merit of it, of the scares or, uh, or the, at least the scary imagery. It's not a terribly scary movie. I'll tell you one thing you touched on that definitely helps this movie in terms of being scary is definitely the sound design. If you have a decent sound system uh, hooked up to your TV, make sure you turn it on uh, for this movie because it is ominous and deep uh, in terms of in terms of the sound. So, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. So uh, with that, if you would like to support horror movie talk, you can do so by supporting the sponsors who sponsored the show because they help us out a whole lot today is manscaped.com if you enter hmt at checkout for any one of manscaped.com's products you get uh 20% off your entire order and free shipping and of course manscaped specializes in below the waist grooming for men so you got to trim up your you know you got to keep your bush your dick and balls your twig and berries your mistletoe you got to you got to gussy it up for, for your little lady or man, you know, whoever you're, you're trying to get your, your, your dick seen by you got, you need to use manscaped.com to, to gussy it up. So, and they also have like, I really like the, uh, what's it's like ball deodorizer. It's like this lotion that you rub on your balls. It's like deodorant for your balls. That's the toner. No. Is that right? No, that's the crop preserver. Right. Yeah, the crop preserver. I love it. And and if you set up, you can get them to set up a, a, a delivery schedule. So you just get some crop preserver every, you know, two or three months to to keep it coming, so to speak. And uh, and you know, and then they. I also like the body wash because it's got a real nice, high class scent, manly scent to it. Anyway, and again, that code is HMT at checkout for manscaped.com. That gets you 20% off and free shipping on your entire order. Also, supporting horror movie talk is OK Drugs. Hey, it's the most wonderful time of the year, and it's not just because we've lowered all our standards. <laughs> OK Drugs also lowered their prices for horror mov- movie talk listeners. So you can check in, chew up, and tune out with OK Drugs Peach Eatables, a perfectly calming remedy for those seeking a gentle easing of worry. Peach Eatables are vegan, THC-free, and made with broad-spectrum CBD to help you relax and L-theanine to help you stay focused. I don't know what L-theanine is, but it works. Mm, so there yeah. you go. It, it'll it'll keep you focused. When I, uh, I my wife experienced this yesterday, she uh, she smoked a little bit uh, CBD, and uh, and then she was just cleaning the house for the rest of the day. And <laughs> she was like a machine. She was focused, laser focused on cleaning the house. And this morning she comes to me and she's like, "What was that all about?" I was like. That's the L-theanine, baby. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So order your feel-good fix and use the uh, promo code HORROR, that's H-O-R-R-O-R, at clarityincrazy.com to get 10% off your first order and find some clarity for yourself in the holiday season. Love me some CBD eatables. Yeah, and really kind of their value proposition is that they're very affordable uh, CBD 
eatables yeah that's already right. so 10 off is even a better deal so check them out at clarityandcrazy.com and, and use that code horror yeah so also if you'd like to support us directly you can do so by going to patreon.com slash horror movie talk from there you can find our uh after pod which is a whole nother podcast that we've been recording for a long long time you can also do things like uh for if you sign up for one of the higher tier the i think the highest tier you can vote on which movie we rev on one movie for us to review each month. Um, if you can also buy HMT merch at horrormovietalk.com slash shop, we got shirts and stickers and stuff. And if you buy some of the stickers that were designed by Dustin Goble, our hard fucking artist, uh, some of that money will go to him to support him. And if you would like to support him, you can also do so by going to his Instagram at dgoble 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B. E-L-0-0 on Instagram. And finally, if you would like to call into the show and leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 682-253-4468. Thanks again for listening, and let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> Uh, so just the first thing I'd like to say is I really like the aura of this movie. I think that's kind of what you were tapping into in your review. Yeah. Which is like, it's very Christmassy feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it taps into the Christmas feeling. In terms of the tone, it's got big gremlin energy. Like right. it's, it's really trying to <laughs> hit that sweet spot of of kind of ridiculous fun and like impressive horror michael doherty is good at that as a director he like like i'm not the hugest trick-or-treat fan but man does it ever tap into the right feel of halloween right and i think that's why he got such a big budget to do krampus because people recognize that oh this dude gets holiday themed horror movies mm -hmm. Um, so the movie opens up with like a slow, I love this. opening. Yeah. It's like a slow-mo stampede of like horror of, of like, uh, Christmas. Uh, it's like greed. the worst, the worst black Friday stampede ever. Yeah. It's just a bunch of people just, just fighting over stuff. And which is weird because it, it always shows it as like the, the store, I mean, I'm just saying in general, when you see these scenes, there's scenes like this in other movies of like hordes fighting over gifts in a store that's super dolled up for Christmas. Yeah. Really, this only happens on Black Friday and they haven't really gone deep into the Christmas decorations yet. Oh, yeah, they have. Because I feel like when you're deep in December and when you're deep into December doing Christmas shopping... You just see a lot of like apathetic zombie faces, just like, where, what can I fucking buy for this person that I don't know that well? Like, there's not a lot of enthusiasm <laughs> that I see. Do you do you go Christmas shopping? Yeah, you do. You go and two places and pick oh, things up. I mean, I now I do most of it online, but yeah, I'll like I am very guilty of doing like literal Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve. Kind wow. of kind of outings. Bold move, man. So I'll go through and 
just like that just, fits everything. Just put my arms wide open and then just see what I can what I scrape into the the shopping cart kind of thing. Looks like another blender for us. <laughs> yeah, that no, actually, now that I think about it, that does fit you pretty well. Yeah, a lot of you have very procrast. It's almost like procrastination is your creed. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a thing. I got you. Got to respect it. Like I think. For me, like there will be gifts that I get excited about, and I'll I'll buy those early. Yeah, yeah. like the things that I'm like, yes, this right. is perfect. I'll get those out of the way like really quick, and then there will be like, and then there's the rest. Two other family members that I'm like, I don't even know. Like when you're buying for like a two year old, it's like who cares? Like they're they're not gonna care. It's gonna be. Yeah, you, you can put anything it, you get them. Yeah, just be like, it doesn't wow, matter. An apple, an avocado. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, how many more unicorn things can you get for penny? Kind oh, of thing, man, dude. What is it with girls and unicorns? They're delightful. It's like my whole house is covered in unicorns. Yeah, I got really lucky because Carrie just she just takes care of all presents. Yeah, all the time, and I. I mean, the only thing that could be better than that is not having to buy any presents for anyone ever. Um, I really just, really just don't like the experience of that. And I, and I do this super, like, I realize that it's just a man thing because mm -hmm. other men do it to me where they're like, just don't buy me anything. And I'm like, yeah, right. no, same here. Don't buy me anything. And then, then I have no, I have no, I've, I don't have any, I don't have to worry about you right, if you don't have right, to worry right, about right. me. It's like, yeah, a, that's where my siblings are at now. Like with each other. I've we're been like, that way don't... with my brother since we were nine. Yeah, we're pretty un uh, sentimental about gifts. Like we never got each other anything for birthdays. Um but yeah. See, I still like getting Christmas gifts though. I like it cuz like hope springs eternal that they're going to get me something that no, I like. No, and it almost never happens. No, it's no. like, oh, okay. Yeah, I gave up on that. I buy myself the best presents. Um so so we set it up early that the Christmas spirit in this town is lacking. And, uh, and then we get a little sniff of, uh, of, uh, let's see here. So oh boy, what's the name of the, what's the name of the dad in this? He's a very well-known actor. Adam Scott, uh, plays Tom, the dad, and his mother is German, which is a very, for some reason, oh, I guess for the, the, the reason being, isn't Santa Claus kind of a German myth or, or originating in, in Germany? I think it's kind of Bavarian, um, Bavarian-esque. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Krampus is definitely German, though. Yeah, for sure. It's a very German kind of thing. And uh, and then his, uh, Tom's, no, no, Tony Collette is the mother, and her sister's family shows up. And her brother-in-law is played is is basically cuz is cousin Eddie Johnson from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and he's played by um David Keckner. Mm -hmm. And David Keckner plays in this the very standard David Keckner role from The Office or from um what's what's the other what's the other the movie uh Anchorman. Anchorman. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I mean David Keckner it's basically, um, it's relatively the same character, but it's, um, 
just depends on how much gain he puts on it. It's like how much <laughs> volume he puts into That's it. That's a really good way. You know? How much gain he throws onto his him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To where it's like, okay, when I think the broadest he is is an anchor man right like that's the most ridiculous and then the next most broad is the office and this is pretty restrained for right. him yes like he's just an asshole like it's not like he's not a caricature no. he's not like hey, hey i'm tax <laughs> right he's he's just like yeah just yeah. an asshole you that's know? right that's right yeah i mean david keckner right out the gate makes makes me just squeal with i'm like yay yeah. and he's playing his trademark character and that's good enough for me and his whole family's just a bunch of oafish dirt yeah. bags and it's very much like it's <laughs> the setup is basically um i mean tony collette and adam scott's family isn't quite but basically like a waspy family right real like Upper middle class, like well off. They got the souffles cooking. A lot of, lot of concern. Yeah, you know, for you know, hosting something good and putting on a good party. And then David Keckner's family is just full on Trump voters. Why aren't there? Whoa, <laughs> not fair, not cool. Don't bring politics I'm, into this. I'm not. I mean, they do like hot dogs in their macaroni and cheese. And they're and they're wondering where the hot dogs and macaroni and cheese are. Boy, if you get blowback for that, I will I will disavow every. I'll be it's like, I'm just saying they support gun rights. Like that's traditionally a Trump voter thing, right? Uh, Isn't it? No, I think. Am you're, I wrong? I think you're stereotyping. Am I wrong? Yeah, I think you're. I think you're wrong. Uh, yeah, they do say what? No ham. Oh, they also bring the dreaded Aunt Dorothy with them. And she's a real bitch. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she at the dinner table says, what? No ham at dinner? What are you, a Jew? <laughs> also, like she she's kind of like a like a typecast kind right. of actor. Like she's definitely Conchata Farrell. She's the like a um, receptionist that's seen it all and like doesn't want to put up with your shit. Right. And also like the aunt will, and will loudly call out anyone for anything in a very, uh, matter of fact and, uh, non sugarcoating kind of way. Right. Yeah. So you have all the stereotypes here available in this movie and we have little Max who really the movie kind of circles around, little max yeah he, he still believes in santa and at this dinner at this christmas eve dinner um one of one of david keckner's little nightmare girls gets a hold of max's letter to santa claus and uh and reads it out loud and it's just like oh you, you still believe in santa claus but my favorite part of this letter is at the end of it he's like oh and you know i really hope that you take care of um uh, what's his name? Howard's family. Howard's the uncle, David Keckner, mm -hmm. because I don't know, they're, they're not doing so good. And, and they're, and as they're, you know, actively doing this douchey thing and reading it out loud, they're like, Hey, you dick. <laughs> like, how dare, how dare you say these nice things, empathetic. empathetic things about my family that are true, but I'm embarrassed that they're true. And, uh, and that's the moment that snaps that makes Max snap. Because at that moment, he kind of loses faith in Christmas. And uh, and it is at this moment that this crazy, <clears throat> massive blizzard-like storm comes yeah. in. Instantly 
like frostbite yeah, blizzard. And, and German Nana gives the knowing, like, mm-hmm. shit's getting real luck. Uh, and she's kind of... She's kind of the prophetic figure in this movie, right. German Nana, uh, who only speaks German, and uh, well, in the in the start of this movie, <clears throat> and uh, yeah. So uh, at this point, the Max's sister goes out for a walk, and she sees Krampus, hmm. uh, and he like leaps from from uh, house rooftop to, to rooftop. Yeah, and it's it's a great. It's like oh shit, this dude's like. He's basically the Hulk. Yeah. You know, he's... I mean, they... Uh, one of the things that this movie does great is they slow play the Krampus reveal. Right. They do a real good job of showing him in silhouette and only glances for 90% of the movie. And it's a spectacular silhouette. Like, you can't get a better looking bad guy. I think Krampus may be the best fucking looking bad guy. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, like... And the other thing that happens with movies like this to where it's like, they're just showing glimpses of it, of like this character and you see like silhouettes or flashes of it. And sometimes it's like, if you actually show it, it ruins it Mm -hmm. because there's nothing like your mind is filling in the rest. So even like fantastic creature design like Alien, um, the one time that they really show it, like face on it's goofy the jazz hands part is yeah. like oh my god that's just like you ruined it right it's better like just seeing the head kind of prowl across the screen kind very of thing. very quickly this is the exception yeah like it looks fantastic in flashes and in silhouette and then the reveal is like this looks so fucking creepy yeah and so great that it it delivers on the setup so well because throughout the whole movie Krampus is like really animalistic right it's just these like growling and snorting sound he's got hooves he's got big old horns and stuff and so it's very much like a old god feel right wow and then the reveal is you're making me excited for this movie again yeah the reveal is it's basically the most evil version of Santa's face uh-huh. with the horns and like the hooves. And- it's as though Santa has been buried in a casket dead for six months. It's right. kind of like mummified and has no lips left. Yeah. It's just like a skull, like and with it- some some really dry skin over it. And it can show it just in close up and it looks fantastic. Yeah, it, really it just does. looks so good. And there's no... There's no point where it's like, okay, well, that's kind of lame. And I'm assuming it's all practical, right? I don't think any of that is digital. That's a really good question. Either way, it just looks awesome. Yeah, it looks, especially considering it's five years old, you know, as we speak, this is just the tail end of 2020. And uh, this was released at the tail end of 2015. If it is, if it is um, computer generated, it's really good looking yeah um yeah all yeah that's it's a really good point they the creature design in this is flawless yeah i mean there's a little bit of goofiness with the gingerbread men are clearly cgi and you know they're goofy but they're supposed to be so it kind of falls in line they're basically the gremlin stand-in right 
they're small, they're mischievous, and they'll kill you. Yeah, which brings us to kind of a general point in this movie. The vast majority of this movie is spent fighting off Krampus's helpers, right? which range, right? There's, there's gingerbread men, and they're uh-huh. goofy, fun, crazy, like, uh-huh. gonna chase you with a knife, kind of hee-hee-hee kind of guys. And then there's the jack-in-the-box. There's the jack-in-the-box. Which ends up being this, like... The the spring part of his body is like this weird snake, sort like of worm, larva, yeah. like a, what's it called? Caterpillar. Like, yeah, either like a caterpillar larva or like a big old thick grub body. Ah, uh, topped with like the jack in the box head, but then is also kind of a his mouth like expands into this big fucking predator mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, at, at the bottom is like the, the actual box, you know, right. <laughs> that makes it look like there's no possible way he could fit back into. Right. This tiny box. little box. And then there's, yeah, the gingerbread men. And then there's the harpy sort of uh, Christmas topper. Right. That's like a flying it, around kind yeah. of like a, uh, like a de- deformed angel bat. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, a, it's like an owl angel kind of thing. And then finally the elves come in, which is just kind of like a no holds barred kind of creepy old elf face thing. Right. But but then also there, there's 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 bad guys that exclusively live outside in the snow. Like there's that tunneler thing. Which Oh uh, yeah. I'm not super Well, cl- I'm not so certain. Was that the jack in the box too? I couldn't tell if that was a separate thing or not. Uh, yeah, I don't know either, but it was it was never explicitly explained, but it was something that tunneled through the snow and and I should mention so like things start slowly ramping up, right? Yeah. Um they, they note they look outside, there's this storm and they notice, "Hey, there's a fucking snowman outside." Yeah. Max is like, "Guys, something weird's going on. There's a snowman outside." And they're like, "Okay." Okay. Right. All right, bud. But yeah, they are pretty creepy looking snowmen like and and kind of like a mob of them they're, yeah, they're, they they show up slowly they right. accumulate which really reminds me of that episode of the office do you know the one I'm, I'm talking about no it's the rare it's probably the only episode of the office where dwight gets the upper hand on jim in the end oh i vaguely remember this because it's great how they do it because they frame it to a in a way that, like, Jim actually does kind of seem like a dick in it, and he's kind of, like, tempting oh, fate yeah. and deserving and, and it. Because oh, what happens like- is, like, Jim looks outside and it's starting, starting to snow, and Dwight starts making fun of him. It's like, that's not snow. That's, like, barely a dusting. Like, oh, is it is it Christmas Day with the new snow? And, like, Jim's like, okay. Right. And then he goes outside and gathers up like enough snow to make a snowball right. and goes back inside and, and like hits Dwight right in the face with a snowball and indignant Dwight stands up and he's like, apologize, apologize for that right now. That was uncalled for. And Jim's like, <laughs> yeah, does no shitty Jim thing. Yeah. He, he looks into the camera and's like <laughs> smirk. It's like, I don't have to apologize. I'm Jim. Like, Everyone loves me. I'm Jim. I'm not a dick. Yeah. For, Throwing a snowball in my coworker's face. Can you imagine how livid you would be? 
I I would, I would instantly go in and go into blows in my mind at least. I would light them on fire, and and then Dwight proceeds to terrorize Jim with snowballs, and it's it's so great because he's Jim's never safe, and by the end of the episode, he's like got PTSD, and him and Pam leave the office. And the entire parking lot is covered with snowmen. Oh yeah, just like the just yeah. like in Krampus, and <laughs> Jim is like frightened. Yeah, he's like, he's which like, one is? Whoa. He's like, huh. and Pam's like, come on, it's, it's going to be okay. He's like, uh-huh. okay. And he starts walking through, and he's like juking and jiving. He's like huh, huh, jumping at every like snowman, and and then he starts like hitting him with his bag. He's like, run, Pam, run. And then it just pans back to show Dwight on the roof, just watching it all. Yeah. He's like, I got him. (laughs) Great moment of triumph. Sometimes the best snowball is no snowball at all, basically. (laughs) Um, Speaking of great shows, I I kept begging you to watch Schitt's Creek, and, and it sounds like you've started. How do you like it? Yeah, I'm on. I think I'm on the last season on Netflix. I don't know if there's one more that's not on Netflix or not. Um, no, no. There, this, this is the final season. It's done after that. That's a real bummer. I know. There's not another season. But they went out really on top. Did like, they? Oh yeah, it's a great one. Um, yeah, it's it's really great. It's a, like it's it, the writing is so spectacular and the casting. Oh my god! Like Alexa is first of all, you would not expect a woman as gorgeous as Alexa to be so comedically perfect at delivering like these thrashers of 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 lines but she is uh, like she is a she's got everything yeah i think you set it up as like being great writing i think like i think what i would point out is the cast is fantastic like the the real great part of it is is the cast that they i say you, that you could probably I, look, put I, them into anything yeah no for sure i want to i want to clarify something i you would i said very offhandedly you would not expect a, a woman that looks as pretty as her but but to to be so comedically timed but it's hard to name the ones for me that that are totally 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 gorgeous and also really really have that comedic timing down right um but yeah it is it is great. Um, like, I, th- I think I was expecting more when I started. It's basically, I mean, it's a it's a pretty straight ahead sitcom. Yeah. In, in terms of like, we're going to do, do a setup at the beginning of the episode and deliver on it by the end of the episode, basically. Yeah. Um, but then, then there is a longer through line of the family. I think the first, it took me a while to get it in, get into it yeah. in the first season, but by um the middle of the first season or by the second season when they start like growing and yeah. it's not the same thing where it's right. like oh we're fish out of water like this right. sucks let's get the fuck out of here it starts turning into like um them resigning to this is our life now and then it gets really interesting yeah it's kind of a warm feel it's like yeah it's very like wholesome yeah well, surprisingly wholesome like yeah. that the relationship between david and Ted and his no, husband. No, not Ted. Uh, Patrick. Yeah, Patrick. It's like one of the most wholesome like gay couples ever. Yeah, and it's handled very offhandedly. Right. It's a, it's a big yeah. It's a big show in in the gay community. I, yeah. I think just because of how it handles those relationships. Yeah. 
and the fact that it's just one of the best fucking shows ever. Because it's not like... And gay people have good taste generally. So. Yeah, it's not like, we're gay and we're getting married. It's right. like, that's that still goes on in like pop culture and that's so like... It's pandering. Early 2000s, yeah. like uh, Will and Grace kind of stuff you're like okay it's any anytime you you pander it's fucking weird because yeah. you're pandering anyway so krampus um <laughs> we have to do that at least once an episode uh-huh. so yeah there's uh, it, there's just a bunch of cool imagery in in this as well so first of all we named all those baddies and they're just very well designed but there's a lot of concepts and imagery that are cool well, specifically what I'm thinking of right now is the hook that comes down the chimney right and it's and it's got attached to it like a, like a little morsel of deliciousness for uh-huh. the fat kid you know? uh-huh. it's like and it's like that hook is so fucking big and mm-hmm. menacing and it's like I just I appreciate the the effort that went into a lot of the the design for all the imagery in this. Um, the neighborhood appears to have been completely gutted, torn apart. When they do venture out into it, it first of all it's harrowing. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to move around, and it's almost total whiteout. Yeah, and David Keckner's character, like when they get back, is like, "We were out there for four minutes, and I got I'm basically getting frostbite." Right, it's like an insane storm. Right, and every house they go into is. It's like post-apocalyptic. Yes, it's very, it's very gutted. Um, so the grandma at this point tells her story. I mean, a lot of shit has happened at this point. Everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? The grandma tells her story, the, the German grandma, of being, of being the last little girl left from when her village was attacked by, by Krampus. And, and it just so happens that she was the Max character in her story. You know, she was the last one to have any, any faith in Christmas and, uh, or Christmas spirit. And, uh, and Krampus less left her as a reminder for, you know, you better watch out, you, bitch. Yeah. You better watch out. <laughs> and so, and so, and that's done in kind of a cool little vignette of like, it's almost claymation CGI. Yeah. It's a really cool art style. Um, that goes off. I mean, man, again, the production design and the art in this movie is fantastic. Yeah. I don't think this movie gets, gets enough love, um, in the same, in the vein that trick or treat does, but I think it did Christmas better than trick or treat did Halloween, to be honest with you. Oh, I don't know. No. Yeah. I think, I mean, so this is specifically around this one myth, not so much as like it doesn't delve into all the nuances of Christmas and and holidays Mm -hmm. with family. It does a really good job of it. But I think Trick or Treat hit on a lot of areas that most other Halloween set movies don't just like the real feel of trick or treating as a young person and. Yeah, I feel like it captured the tone a little better. Okay, well, that's fair. But um, I just, um, yeah, at this, well, and then, you know, you have, of course, David Koechner's character has tons of guns, and he wings them around with just reckless abandon. He's just like, you know, like, just really pointing them at everybody. Mm -hmm. And I hate that shit. I hate it when I see people pointing (laughs) guns at other people. And, and, uh... So Unless was, we remember the, uh, the uh, what is it, the seven gun salute or whatever? Yeah, my my grandfather's Incident. funeral. 
so so retarded, dude. Don't retireded. Retireded. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, don't. You just never point a gun at somebody. Oh, it had blanks. In it. I don't give a shit if it had blanks in it. Have you heard of Brandon Lee? Anyway, um, so and, oh, one other notable thing about this movie. So 2015 uh, is when this movie is released. Hereditary is released in 2018, both starring Tony Collette. And in spoilers for Hereditary, uh, in this movie right yeah this is the pre-hereditary hanging tony collette by the rafters of the attic Uh movie blew me away when i saw it i was like (gasps) no is uh is 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 ari aster did ari aster do a head nod to krampus Uh, or do you think on the set of Hereditary, do you think Tony Collette was like, huh, I remember just three years ago I was hung from the rafters in <laughs> in uh, Krampus. And everybody kind of looked at her and went, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. realizing full well that they were creating a massive masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, basically, I mean, this is a, essentially an action horror movie. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot Especially of Especially at the end, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so at the end... Anybody who's remaining is picked off in the run to the mm-hmm. snowplow. Um, they're they're trying to get there, and Max is the only one who makes it. And uh, well, we find out that Max was never really a target, though. I'm sorry. Okay, now I'm now I'm missing it. I might have been falling asleep at this point. Help me out. Because the whole purpose of this is that he wished basically for his family to disappear. Or something. It's basically based around his. His wish. That's right. For for Christmas of the letter he wrote to Santa. And uh, after all the rest of the family's picked off, Krampus shows up and like hands him this little bell or whatever that contains his Christmas yeah. letter. And he realized like, oh, I've done this. And then he like tries to go back on it. He's like, give me back my family kind of thing. Yeah, he unwishes it. Yeah. And then doesn't matter they boy don't. am i glad you're here just totally fucking mess that one up um so uh krampus stops him in uh in the joke and he wakes up to christmas so it's kind of a very dead end kind of and it's a pretty this. it's a pretty great ending where they all kind of like fall into the pit of hell right pretty much you know and there's the great moment where Max is like, I go back, like, I don't want this, like, all this stuff. And then Krampus, with his just gnarly face, just starts laughing. Right. All, all the all the helpers are laughing, too. And it's just, just such a great nefarious moment of just pure evil. Evil like, laugh. Evil laugh. <laughs> evil laugh. I think that's... That's, uh, from that's the Muppets. The Muppets. Uh, the newest, the Muppets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and... And then he wakes up and it's Christmas Day and everyone's like just open presents and everyone's like their best, their best self. They're yeah. living their best life. Everyone's got makeup and looks pleasant, even the the ugly Americans. And uh, and then he finds this the bell again. And then all of a sudden, like, there's kind of the audio of all the horror, right. horror, Runs horrific screaming and stuff. And then you see it cross everyone's mind of everyone starting to remember, like, Wait a minute! Some horrible shit just really happened, and right, we were like thrown down to hell 
and you realize like, oh, then they're it starts zooming out, mm-hmm. and and it's revealed that they're in a snow globe. Yeah, uh, in, presum- in a room full of snow globes. Right, presumably Krampus's snow globe collection, which yeah. everybody knows that Krampus is a huge collector of mm-hmm. snow globes. Right. So it all tends to make sense. So. My final recommendation for Krampus, if you have family over and want to watch something very Christmassy, but also horror-ish, um, Krampus is definitely your jam. Keep your Christmas spirits up to keep him out of your face. What do you think for this one? Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a Christmas horror movie, like, uh, this is top three. I mean, it could... I think for me, it would go Silent Night, Deadly Night, then Krampus... And then, I don't know. Gremlins. I don't know. No, you don't know? I can't think of... Well, it's so we've, weird. We've, we've, we've reviewed so many now, know, but it's like they all kind of run together. There's so many Christmas horror movies. Yeah. I mean, I think there may be more Christmas horror movies than there are Halloween yeah, horror movies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which is weird. I mean, uh, maybe... Because Christmas is like the biggest holiday. That's true. Probably in the world. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. I would... Yeah, definitely. I mean, even like... Muslim holidays are probably like the close second, but I don't think they're as widely celebrated as Christmas. I mean, in terms of commercial holidays, it it makes sense that that Christmas is the the biggest one also for movies, right? Right. Because because Christmas is now a commercial holiday and who makes the best commercials? Movies. Right. Um, So anyway, yeah. So definitely check out Krampus. Um, I I watched it on Amazon. Where'd you watch it? Um. Yeah, I think I landed on Amazon. I tried to watch it on Redbox. It was only two dollars on Redbox, but I couldn't get it to work on my TV because I couldn't remember my login. Ah. But. So, without any further ado, let's play our new game, Christmas Wish List by Country Living. So, this is a new game. I thought it up all by myself. Um, I'm very excited for this. Because, Bryce, I went to countryliving.com and looked at their list of fun games to play <laughs> at Christmas. All right? So, and this list was all, of course, it was ranked. So, you got number one, number two, number three, the funnest games to play at Christmas. So, here's a list in no particular order. Um, and you, Bryce, must guess which game is the best Christmas game in the correct order. So this will be fun. This will be fun because our listeners will, you know, they're probably going to want to have, you know, ideas for games to play um, at Christmas. And, uh, you know, normally we're real kind of raunchy and stuff. And, um, and you know, we don't, we don't do a lot. We just try to entertain instead uh-huh. of, instead of like, add too much in the way of like useful tips and tricks or, Mm -hmm. you know, fun games for them to play at Christmas. So this is a way for us to not just play a fun game on the podcast, but also, you know, really help them figure out what they can play um, at their Christmas get together. Um, No doubt it will be a COVID get together. So small Mm -hmm. one. So, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to read these in no particular order and then once I'm done reading them, I'm going to ask you to rank them and give a reason for your ranking. And if you need clarification on what games are, don't worry. I have the definitions for these games right here. So here we go. In no particular order. Mm. You got Snowman Bingo. Okay. Christmas Would You Rather. <laughs> Whoa. 
We also have White Elephant. Donner or Blitzen? <laughs> Which one would you fuck? Hey, this is this is a wholesome segment. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, I thought that was Would You Rather. So you have Snowman Bingo, Christmas Would You Rather, White Elephant, which is a little racist, uh, Jingle Bell Toss, Snowman Bowling. <laughs> that's, that's the second snowman uh, themed game on here. Uh, you also have Christmas Songs Pictionary. You look so uncomfortable. What's this the matter? It's just such a retarded list. Whoa, what? This is from countryliving.com. Exactly. What are you what are you doing? Are you trying to subvert my I worked real hard on this uh, game. Okay, proceed. <laughs> Naughty or nice Christmas game. Christmas Mad Libs, that you know that one's gonna be fun. Christmas Guess Who game. And finally, number well, not number ten. This is no particular order. Finally, Lump of Coal Christmas Plastic Rap Game. Now, do you need clarification on any of those? I think I need clarification on all of them except White Elephant. I think I assume that's White Elephant Gift Exchange, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you and know. Christmas songs, Pictionary. That's self-explanatory. I think you probably know what Christmas Mad Libs is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's go down the list. You want to Snow, rank number Snowman. ten first or number one first? Which one do you want to? Do you want to? Well, I need to hear the explanation for what these games are. Okay. So tell me what Snowman Bingo is. Okay, Snowman Bingo. Uh, the best part about this cute snow... Oh, it's this, so this is... Um, you actually make a, a, a bingo card, uh, right? Uh -huh. And then you, you populate it with Christmas items. Snowflakes and like, and like top hats and, you know, like earmuffs and Christmas trees. And then, um, and then you throw all those um, pictures, not only on the card, but, you know, into the bingo thing. And then... And then you call out the, and then the first person to get, and then don't forget the middle square. That's the, that's the free square. So don't forget about that. But, um, so that's Christmas bingo or snowman bingo, I should say. And it's not Christmas bingo. I should say it's just snowman oriented things. So just the things that you would use to create. A oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. My apologies. All right. So what's Christmas would you rather? Yeah, that is a, um, that's a fun game of would you rather with your family. Um, and you find out what each person sides with in these Christmas themed hypotheticals. So you mm. ask like hypothetical questions, you throw, you put a bunch of hypothetical questions into a jar and then you pull them out and you ask, you know, would you rather this or that? <sighs> okay. Whoa, uh, hey, what, a, what a, jingle bell toss? Oh yeah. So jingle bell toss, funny, funny. You should ask about jingle bell toss. This is a really unique one. Okay. So you know those little solo cups? Mm. You know how they make little mini solo cups? Like uh -huh. Little shot glass cups? Well, the mini red cups and tiny jingle bells make this toss game perfect for little hands. Okay, so it's basically beer pong with right. jingle bells. Right, but no beer. Instead, it's just straight liquor. Eggnog. Right, straight liquor and little kids. Uh-huh, right, right. Um, No, I'm joking. We would never uh, advocate underage drinking. Okay, this snowman bowling? Yeah, so snowman bowling is putting together um, a tissue box, you know, so you take tissue boxes and you make a snowman out of it with a little crafty, like a crafty little snowman. Okay. You know, and uh, and you put him together and then you, and then 
It's just one, and, and you, you stack them up, right? So you stack these boxes oh. up. So it's like a it's like a uh, a vertical bowling game, and then you try and knock him down with. Um, let's see here. So you always aim at the bottom. What's the? Well, this is for little kids. Sometimes you know, not all of these games are for adults like you, okay? Who could master snowman bowling in just a single? toss all right what's naughty or nice christmas game yeah thanks for asking naughty or nice christmas game is um each player takes a turn to find out if they've been naughty or nice this year with plenty of candy prizes of course so basically um i'm not too i'm not too sure what this game is exactly because it's not super descriptive in the description of it (laughs) but it is if you click the link in countryliving.com's list it'll bring you to this i'm assuming it has it's like is this is like bearing your soul to the to the uh catholic uh preacher guy or the bishop uh-huh, guy uh-huh. who's like what have you have you jerked off today but don't ask that question because it's christmas so of course you know ask some sort of christmas themed question about whether they've been naughty or nice or something like that uh, okay okay uh christmas guess who game oh yeah of course so this family favorite, I'm just going to read this directly off the site. This family favorite memory game is perfect for holiday adaptations. Simply make cards with holiday-related questions, like who has seen a reindeer in real life, or who has celebrated the most Christmases, and hand them out, or let guests pick a card throughout the party. Uh, once they've been solved, hang them from a Christmas-themed picture string for a festive holiday memory. So on this one, you can even like make a fun... like ornament out of it kind of you can like kind of like string it up like you would string popcorn on onto uh okay now my brain is shutting down lump of coal christmas plastic wrap game okay so this i can i understand why you would ask about that one this is the classic (laughs) the classic plastic wrap game gets a christmasy upgrade with the addition of coal cards that have absurd instructions it's bound to get everyone laughing I have no idea what what's the plastic wrap game. It's a classic. You, it's a plastic wrap game. What does it have to do with cards? And what are you wrapping? I'm so confused. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I can't. I can see a world in which my mom would want to play all of these games mm. with us as a family, mm-hmm. as a thing. Yeah. And I see no world in which we would. Oh, why? Just because I'd just be like, wow, that sounds... Uh, mom, get out of here. It was so gay. Really arbitrary and unfun. It's like... Oh, that's... Poor mom. I don't like having fun. I don't actually believe in fun. Wow. I don't think there's such a thing. Was your entire I school think, gay or was it just the baseball team? I think it's like a... We're all assuming that other people are having fun. I'm like, okay, I'll go through this lame Christmas game that's like I would rather not be doing. But, I mean, everyone's having fun. No one's having fun. Yeah. with No one's having fun playing. Instead of fun, Bryce would rather. You've had dick cheese before, right, Brad? <laughs> He's, he'd rather have dick cheese. So I'm supposed to rank these? Yeah. So which one do you think is number one? Number one. For me? No, on the list. On the list. Countryliving.com. Okay, I got to channel a middle-aged woman. Whoa, there's all kinds of people who would enjoy these games, especially horror movie talk 
listeners? Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Okay, so I got to think... The actual funnest one can't be no, number one. It's got to be the one that involves the most effort for the person setting up the game. And that would be... Which is the actual funnest one, in your opinion? I would probably do Christmas Songs Pictionary. Okay. Yeah. Because it's Pictionary. Pictionary is fun. Yeah, Pictionary is fun. Um, I'm going to say... No, it can't be that one. I'm going to say Lump of Coal Christmas Plastic Wrap Game. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Actually, number one was... Get this Christmas guess who game, man. That was, that was the other one I was going to do. Ah, darn. Cause I thought like, okay, whoever set this up has got to make a bunch of pictures or a bunch of like notes and stuff. And like moms love doing that. Like I want to expend the maximum amount of effort for the least amount of enjoyment. Right. All right. That's how you and I would think. Yeah. So that, okay. So, uh, so number two, which guess, do you think- guess who is number one? Number two, I'm going to say Snowman Bingo. Oh, man. You didn't get that one either. Oh, I'm damn. so sorry. That's Christmas Mad Libs. God damn. <laughs> That's number two. Two. Oh. <laughs> okay. 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 Oh, my gosh. What's number three? Okay. This one has to be Snowman Bingo. Wow. <laughs> what? Wow. Merry Christmas to you. Okay. Merry Christmas, Bryce. Bravo. Um, Number four. Number four. Okay. This one should be the Lump of Coal Christmas Wrap game. No? Sorry, Bryce. You're getting a lump of coal in your stocking because the actual answer was naughty or nice Christmas game, which we still aren't very clear on what that is exactly. But yeah, I'm sure if you go to countryliving.com and look out their Christmas list, then you'll figure it out. Okay. They released this article in August, by the way, this August really beating that rush. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. What would you say? So we got snowman bingo. We got Christmas. Guess who? Mad libs. Naughty or nice. Naughty or nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, man. Um, hmm. Oh, man, I looked over a white elephant, didn't I? Um, that would have been my guess did for we, number one. Um, Everybody s- plays a white elephant, don't they? Okay, it's a tie between Lump of Coal Christmas Plastic Wrap Game and White Elephant. <laughs> okay, commit. Because both of those seem like they are a lot of effort. Uh-huh. <sighs> ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas to all you horror movie talk listeners. All right, I'm going to go Lump of Coal again. God damn it. Is it I White s- Elephant? No. Okay. No, it's actually Christmas Would You Rather. Which can actually, if you uh, caught um, our November uh, second Saturday Netflix party, you would you would have watched Would You Rather with us, 
And uh, as we know from that movie, things can get <laughs> pretty crazy um, if you play a game of Would You Rather. So number six, let's move on. Man. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna be really mad if it's Lump of Coal, but I'm going to say White Elephant. Ooh. I'm sorry, Bryce. It was actually Christmas Songs Pictionary. Oh, man. You're now one for six, so you're going to have to uh, you're going to have to increase your merriness quotient quite a bit for number seven jingle bell toss Ooh, i'm God sorry damn it. boy that was actually white elephant um, mm. white elephant was what we were looking for uh number eight nine ten okay eight. so i'm just gonna say all three okay in my my last three order right i'm gonna go Ooh, yeah, that's a real Sophie's choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Jingle Bell Toss, Lump of Coal, Snowman Bowling. Oh, jeez, man, jeez. Oh boy. Jesus Lord, do you have to suck on it like that, Bryce? That that was none of those were right. Oh, May God damn. have mercy on your soul. Lump of Coal Christmas plastic wrap game was number eight. Snowman Bowling was number nine, and Jingle Bell Toss was number ten. So there you have it. Factual evidence for which Christmas game is the most fun, and which is the number ten most fun. Um, All of which are very fun, but... Um, now you have the order and you can, you know, you can play this at your Christmas, which I'm sure lots of our listeners will let us know how you liked the mer- the Christmas wish list by country living game. And maybe it can return for like January. You know, we'll see. Um, so, and you can do so. You can let us know how you liked it by calling 682-253-4468. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, you get to hear the dulcet tones of Bryce Hansen, uh, leaving you a little message on that voicemail line. Mm. So without any further ado, thank you and Merry Christmas to all, uh, for listening to horror movie talk. Make sure to share the podcast with a friend that really helps us out a whole bunch. Check us out, check out all our social media. You can do so by visiting our website at horrormovie.com horrormovietalk.com and uh, and from there you have links to all of our social media. If you'd like to support the show, of course, support manscaped.com and OK Drugs uh, and, uh, you know, get yourself some of that CBD shit, put it in your mouth, eat it, and then lay back, relax. And, and shave your balls. And shave your balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, consider becoming a patron, supporting the show monetarily. We sure would appreciate it. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Murphy Mismas, and we love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted casts, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chop a chopper. Don't just stare at it. Eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone. Hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids. Swear not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done. Gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict. Addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten. Is it horrible or 